Lord, I ask for your blessings now as I deliver this message that you have given to me. For it is in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Throughout the Gospel of Matthew, we read the teachings of Jesus and of the disciples who followed him. Simon Peter was one of them, a fisherman. He was bold and petulous and a natural leader. He lacked humility, but he was devoted to Jesus. And Jesus chose him to be one of the 12 who walked and listened and was chosen to go into a deeper level of teaching given by Jesus. They witnessed the many healings of the body and of the mind and the spirit of the poor, the blind, the crippled, during that time of intense Roman oppression. But the threats also came from within. They came from the religious leaders within the Jewish faith itself, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, who always demanded a sign or proof of who Jesus was and how these wonders came into being, ignoring what was happening in front of them and that his coming had been foretold. They were constantly questioning the healings, the miracles, the freeing of those under oppression and could not speak, the healing of the sick and of, of heart and the body, the forgiveness of sins, even the feeding of the 4,000 men plus women and children with seven loaves of bread and a few fish and having leftovers. This type of questioning is what was happening in the opening of chapter 16. For a group of Pharisees and Sadducees showed up to test Jesus again, demanding proof, signs which they could not see, demanding a sign from heaven when they refused to see what was in front of them. What an evil and adulterous generation, Jesus said, always asking for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Even then, Jesus gave them the answer, but it was one some would not even understand until the resurrection. It was these demands from the temple elite which even caused the disciples to forget and question Jesus when he gave them warning to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which would cause doubt instead of remembering the miracle that they had witnessed when Jesus took seven loaves of bread and a few fish and fed over 4,000 men plus women and children, and helped serve the food that Jesus had blessed. They thought he was referring to bread. By verse 13, a group had arrived in Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus asked them, who do people say the Son of Man is? The disciples named various prophets they named John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, and even said one of the prophets. But then Jesus asked them directly, who do you say that I am? 
Who do you say that I am? And it was Simon Peter who said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, to which Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven. And at that point, Jesus named Simon Peter. Peter the Rock, for his confession of who Jesus was. And Jesus ordered them sternly not to tell anyone who he was. And now we're at verse 21. And it says, from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed. And on the third day, he would be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and said, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. To which Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, or you are stumbling block to me, or you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. What happened to Peter? After watching and serving, even acknowledging who Jesus truly was through the revelation of God, after being renamed from Simon, son of Jonah, to Peter, the rock by Jesus, now being called the stumbling block, only seen with human eyes and not following Jesus, and perhaps trying to even stop Jesus from listening and following God's divine purpose, or even forgetting what Jesus had said on the third day, be raised. Was it fear, that false evidence appearing real, that took over Peter at that moment? Fear of what was to come for Jesus, the master and the teacher, whom they loved and who had said would undergo great suffering? Did Peter at that moment, Peter the rock, crumble inside? and the wounds of Simon, son of Jonah, emerge? Confusion, bewilderment, anxiety, insecurity, and that deep need to control and deny what Jesus said would be, and to run from his own call to follow Jesus into the unknown territory? Those very human emotions that put him at a place of going against God's will and saying, God forbid it, Lord. Yet it was during that moment of fear that Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The message translation says, then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not the driver. 
You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. This required total surrender to Jesus as the leadership. No half-stepping and going into unknown territory, for it would be a walk of faith. Take up your cross, Jesus said. Take up your insecurities, your failures, your past, your desire to control. In the walk of obedience, what kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? Who you were created to be. Don't be in such a hurry to follow the world's values, but wait on the Lord. Walk in faith, fully anticipate it will happen. That is the command. And to allow Jesus to lead, follow me and I'll show you the way. And in verse 28, Jesus made his disciples a promise. He said, truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming into his kingdom. And in chapter 17, verse 1 and 2, the word says, six days later, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John. And he led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun. And his clothes became dazzling white. As Christ's followers, I believe each of us have an assignment to fulfill, a specific calling placed on us by the living God, if we allow Jesus to lead and heal us. <laughs>